This episode of Vegan Boss Radio is brought to you by Plant Life Nutrition. Plant Life Nutrition is Vancouver's first fully vegan nutrition store. This is also where I offer my vegan nutrition, coaching services, and custom meal plan services. And these are available both in person at the store and online. And what's so great about Plant Life is when you shop at the store, you know everything is vegan approved and nutritionist approved. So they've really done the homework for you. For 10% off all products and services, follow them on Instagram at Plant Life Nutrition and comment Vegan Boss on their latest post. You're listening to Vegan Boss Radio, a show for vegans by vegans. We'll be talking about everything to do with living that vegan boss life. And we need a good ending. Yeah, we need a good ending. I don't know how do we end this shit. Enjoy the show. (laughs) Welcome to episode 7 of Vegan Boss Radio. We are your hosts, Megan Barker and Shauna Barker. And today our guest is Tasha Lobsinger of Peace People Project here in Vancouver. She organizes social and educational zero waste and vegan events like potlucks, hotlucks, ooh, I want to learn more about that, (laughs) markets and workshops, and large events like the Sarnia Veg Fest and Vancouver Vegan Festival. The goal is to bring the community together in a positive and welcoming setting to share knowledge, inspiration, and good times together. And if you're not familiar with Peace People Project, they are, uh, she also does apparel prints of important messages onto secondhand shirts to inspire the world without harming it and donates 50% of the profits to farm sanctuaries. That's amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for yeah. having me. <laughs> we are excited to have you. We always start off the podcast by asking what your vegan story is. Sure, yeah. Okay, so I was vegetarian for a while um, without really having the ethics or the reasoning to be vegetarian. I just naturally started eating vegetarian food. Um, And then the second I saw footage of animals in factory farms and slaughterhouses, I went vegan immediately. Um, And right away, 100% with the ethical um, background, um, yeah, it was pretty easy for me. I just mm-hmm. knew that it was the right thing to do, and I went for it. And within the next year, I was doing activism. Um, I was living in Ontario at that time, and within a couple of years, I moved out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where Peace People Project has... It kind of was started in Sarnia, Ontario, but it's really grown out here. Nice. Yeah. So gravitating towards more vegetarian food was that just you were listening to clues that your body was yeah it was really intuitive and really um I guess taste preference and probably I felt better when I ate it but I didn't realize um it's just something I naturally started doing I remember every year I would go to university Mm -hmm. and my mom would buy my first round of groceries at the beginning of the year when she dropped me off and at the end of every school year I would have like a box of frozen chicken breasts that I threw out because I 
only ate a couple throughout the yeah. whole year. Um, and that really stands out to me because I remember throwing them out. It breaks my heart, yeah. obviously, now, yeah. but um, I just wasn't choosing to make that food, um, even though it was in my fri- okay. fridge or freezer. Yeah. What were you going to school for? Um, so I did uh, two bachelor degrees at okay. Queen's in um, kinesiology and life sciences. Oh, cool. And then I moved out to do my master's in exercise science at UVic. That's awesome. Yeah, so I have like a pretty strong health background, mm-hmm. um, and that definitely guided me to veganism. I'm not necessarily um, using my degrees professionally. I mean, I guess I am. Like yeah. it, it's so integrated in mm-hmm. what I do and what I speak about and what I stand for. Um, but I, I kind of took a different path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you created your own path. Yeah, exactly. Did, were you surprised when you moved to Vancouver by how big the vegan scene was here? Like, were you expecting that, or was that a total I shock? was actually completely yeah. blown away. I remember people telling me, like, oh, you're going to love it out there. It's so vegan. Um, it's going to be, like, right up your alley. And I just didn't, I didn't expect it to be going so strong because mm-hmm. I remember going on Happy Cow and there was maybe only, like, 10 vegan restaurants. Mm-hmm. And that just didn't seem like a lot compared to Toronto, which had, like, nearly 50 yeah. um, but there is so much activism going on here and the vegan uh, restaurant scene grew so much as soon as I moved here there was like more and more popping up all the time mm-hmm. and uh, lots of vegetarian restaurants with vegan options um, some of which have gone vegan and hopefully all of them um, will keep moving in that direction um, yeah but it's been amazing it's super vegan friendly out here yeah. super easy to be vegan lots of events going on and like you said just growing so quickly too and I I like that Vancouver is getting that reputation of being very like vegan yeah and (laughs) it makes sense right because it's so environmentally forward yeah um living on the coast Mm -hmm. and being surrounded by so much nature and having so many like bike lanes and you don't have the winter harsh winter season that kind of interrupts your um commuting habits yeah um so everyone's pretty environmentally focused yeah. uh, more so than other parts of Canada for sure um, so it just makes sense like with mm-hmm. with all the sustainable benefits of choosing to eat vegan and to live vegan mm-hmm. that Vancouver would be getting on board with the vegan movement and I love how you've incorporated both the eco-friendly movement to the vegan movement as well because there are so many people who say like vegans only care about the animals yeah. and no other causes yeah. so the people who maybe want to be more zero waste and eco-friendly yeah. will be drawn to what you do and then also learn about veganism at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, my yeah. zero waste vegan markets that I launched in May um, were great because it's like two completely separate communities that came together. There's a whole zero waste um, community and there's a whole mm-hmm. vegan community. Right. And until then, there wasn't too much overlap. Um, completely separate like groups on Facebook and events mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, you, you'll you see a lot of people on the zero waste groups posting where they're getting their meat in their own containers yeah, right. um, and then there's a lot of obviously plastic within a lot of vegan products yeah, yeah. Um, so it's really good to bring the two together because it's really both are based on the same values mm-hmm. sustainability exactly. health and ethical living and some people just don't know that environmental aspect of yeah. the meat industry it's like this huge blind spot yeah yeah. It's just like, <laughs> and we can't blame them. Honestly, yeah, we're no. we're raised into an environment and a culture that doesn't teach us these things. We have to go digging for them. I mean, now there's more street activism and chalking and um, people getting the message out there in different ways. But before, like, there's really no one mm-hmm. talking about these things, and 
um, yeah, I don't blame people for not knowing. The mm-hmm. best we can do is just try to educate and inspire and get exactly. the message out there. Exactly, I agree. Yeah. We were, right before you got here, we were watching a clip. I think it was, um, was it Seth Meyer or The Daily yeah, Show? Yeah, I think it was Seth Meyer. Like one of those TV shows, and the guest had written a book about climate change. And so we were watching her being interviewed, and we're like, okay, she's got to bring up food. She's got to bring up veganism and like animal mm-hmm. agriculture. Nope. <laughs> no, she no listed mention, like a top yeah. three ways that we can personally make a difference, yeah. like with our choices. Yeah. I can't remember what the three were. I think clothing was one of them for yeah, sure. That's good. Which yeah. yeah, which is great. Um, but I was we were really surprised. Yeah. That yeah. The the biggest one. <laughs> the biggest yeah. one wasn't listed, mentioned. Yeah. yeah, it causes so much more. Um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like not tension, but. Um, I guess guilt than other yeah. other industries like even though everyone drives the gasoline topic isn't as heated yeah. as food yeah for some reason yeah yeah well I notice like doctors won't recommend plant-based or vegan diets because they themselves are too addicted to eating meat yeah <laughs> so maybe like some environmentalists are probably like that too like they don't want to change their own habits yeah so they're not going to bring it up yeah that makes sense yeah. no one wants to be a hypocrite yeah mm-hmm. for sure how long was it between going vegetarian and vegan like was it a long transition period mm-hmm. and what was that whole process like like did you notice health changes or anything yeah I actually don't know how long I was vegetarian for. Um, I remember I did the West Coast Trail. I don't know what year it was, but after the hike, it's a 75-kilometer hike on the island, and there was just one um, pub open, and they had just shut down their menu, and we were, like, so hungry. So we begged them for food, and they said they would make whatever's on the deep fried menu. And I think we were just like, we'll get one of everything. And I felt so disgusting after that. I mean, not only was it like animal products, um, like meat as well, um, it was deep fried and (laughs) it was after like 75 kilometers of hiking and probably not eating enough and being like dehydrated and exhausted. Mm -hmm. And that's when I gave up meat. Like that's when I, I, took a stand and was like I'm vegetarian now yeah um, because I did just notice how disgusting I felt um and then I would say I was probably vegetarian for like maybe three between three and five years I I don't really know the exact timing um but when I went vegan Mm -hmm. and once I had those practices kind of integrated into my lifestyle like after a few weeks um to a month of being vegan I noticed Mm -hmm. a huge difference like I always um say say that I felt like before that I was walking in life and then I started running nice. like I just felt so much lighter and so much more energized and so much more free like mm-hmm. just the mental freedom as well the emotional freedom yeah. even though I hadn't connected to the fact that I was eating animals mm-hmm. I think it was there like in yeah. the background I wasn't really listening to it or paying attention to it um, and I was vegetarian for how many years without yeah. thinking about the animals, really? Yeah. Um, but I just felt this huge weight lifted emotionally and physically. And yeah, huge difference. Nice. That's amazing. Um, Did you guys have the same? Well, yeah, I went vegetarian when I was 10. So this is like 26 years ago now. 
and it was for the animals. Um, so I was like a junk food vegetarian at first. And my mom would be so mad and be like, you can't be vegetarian and not eat vegetables. I was like, but mom, I love cheese and crackers. <laughs> um, and then that's like sort of what started me on the journey of learning about nutrition. Because um, I wanted to find out how to like do it properly. Because I never, like I didn't feel good in high school. And then after high school um, was when I, like probably my first year at UBC, I was when I decided to go completely vegan. Yeah. But eggs was kind of weird because like when I was still vegetarian I didn't have them for a couple weeks and then I had them and it was like the same experience you had with going vegetarian just like your body wasn't like agreeing with it anymore like I didn't have any physical symptoms it was just kind of like oh like I don't really need to eat these anymore Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then yeah and then after I decided to go vegan and actually in first year university for nutrition at UBC you go to like a small family dairy farm and that was oh, like wow. right around the time I, ju- I went wow, vegan crazy or maybe like right before and so like that small dairy farm yeah. I was like okay I'm not supporting this industry anymore <laughs> it's it's interesting that you brought that up because I was actually sponsored by Dairyland in my master's okay um, oh. program in the health industry so it's just it's wow. interesting how these <laughs> industries are integrated oh. into the university programs like totally I never realized at the time the the conflict and the bias yeah Yeah. um I was just like four thousand dollars a semester woo like thank you Dairyland um and (laughs) yeah I didn't I didn't even see it at the time but now I'm just like wow they're just giving money to students who are studying and putting out papers in health Mm -hmm. and they're just trying to get people on yeah. their good sides. Like, of course, I'm not going to say anything bad about dairy. Yeah. Um, now I do, but yeah. at the time, I, I didn't know, and I was grateful for their financial aid. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, they would come and talk to our agricultural science classes because that was like some a class that you had to do every year for a nutrition degree. Um, and yeah, the dairy company of or whatever dairy founders of Canada would come and talk to our classes of like 300 students and it's like no wonder (laughs) people are so like misinformed about what they are eating it's like we're being fed this information from the time we're born basically that's crazy yeah it's I used to teach food politics at a college in Victoria and so just looking at the history of like the meat and dairy industries funding and influencing like the food guides and the recommendations Mm -hmm. that the government puts out it's yeah pretty scary (laughs) for me it was a little bit more dramatic because I had been a meat eater my whole life and then five years ago I pretty much switched to being vegan pretty much overnight like after working with Shauna and starting to eat her food um I watched a couple documentaries about the environmental impact it was cowspiracy yeah and then forks over knives and I think there was another one but the next day I decided to go vegan and it was like a really dramatic experience it was like I was crying all the time like emotional roller coaster like but I did feel just from facing the cruelty or yeah the cruelty and just or being Real, overwhelmed it just, by it change. It hit me like a ton of bricks that what I had been doing. Yeah. My mm-hmm. whole life. That's and a very hard it. realization. Yeah. That you've been was... the reason that animals have suffered and died for like yeah. 25 years. And I and I chose to be ignorant to it. Like I had Shauna as my older sister. Yeah. Like yeah. I had the information there. Yeah. 
I, I had just, vegetarian like, I'm not ready cousins to look at as well, it. and I never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally feel you on the, like, feeling lighter and, like, a cleaner conscience and just, like, yeah. more connected to animals, like, feeling more at peace, too, when I'm yeah. around animals. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, and it, it bridges, like, the way to more compassionate living all around, right? Once yeah. you open your heart to being kind to animals, you start to question, like, other forms of oppression yeah. that are integrated into society and just general treatment of others yeah. um, in a better way and living lighter like with the planet exactly yeah yeah it's so true it's a spiritual journey too yeah. for sure yeah and speaking of your friends and family did you find that you had a positive reaction from friends and family when you decided to go vegan or what was their response yeah so I think about four or five of my cousins two of which were already vegetarian uh went vegan so that was great um, and my family, um, like my mom and my uncle and my grandma, they um, have definitely made changes in the direction of vegan. Um, and they're super supportive in terms of, you know, always making and being excited about making vegan foods. Um, yeah, they've mm-hmm. been they've been supportive for sure. That's, That's good. good. That's yeah. really yeah, lucky yeah. to hear that. Of course, like I would love for everyone to go yeah. vegan fully. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there has been quite a few positive changes within the family, um, and yeah, it's been awesome to see. That's awesome. And your friends too, like did you? Yeah, yeah. I've had a lot of friends who have gone vegan or moved in the direction. I've people getting in touch with me all the time, um, wanting to go vegan. The great thing about social media is how connected we all are. Mm-hmm. Like some friends, some people I was friends with in high school who I haven't really talked to in years, who follow along things yeah. that I'm sharing and then reaching out, being like, "Oh my gosh, I can't do this anymore!" Yeah. Like, thank you so much for everything you've been sharing, and it's just great to be able to support them in that change. Yeah, that's such good feedback to hear because like sometimes we can feel like oh our message is just going out into thin air but then to like receive that yeah um, from your friends and people that you know yeah awesome you could even like I don't know I would even suggest maybe doing like a little shout like a call out like have I inspired you to make changes in any way because I'm sure you have and people just haven't had the chance to let you know or didn't want to like Yeah. yeah Or the Didn't. seed is there, it's been planted, and who knows, like, it could yeah. be, like, years later yeah. that it decides to sprout out. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. They're collecting yeah. their vegan yeah. points. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, have you, like, what has been the most and least challenging parts of being vegan, do you think? Okay, the least challenging part has been actually just being vegan. It's so easy, like, all you have to do is give it a couple weeks to set mm-hmm. some new habits, like switching what products you buy and what places you go to or how you ask a server mm-hmm. for your needs at a restaurant. It's really just a couple swaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so being vegan has been so easy. Like once you get over those initial hurdles of mm-hmm. just newness, um, we're so set up with access to information. We've got Facebook groups to support us. We've got Happy Cow to help us find food. Um, if you know a vegan friend, they're going to be more than happy to help you find whatever you're looking for. Um, so it's really, really easy in that aspect. The hardest part, I think, would be um, the weight that comes with it of being so aware. Um, 
and like I was at a music festival this weekend, mm-hmm. which we talked about, Shauna, and uh, it was so like I just escaped from reality for yeah. a weekend, and I just had fun. And even still, I ended up like helping a couple of people go vegan just through conversations over the yeah. weekend. But I completely left like the weight of it all behind, and just I was so free, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I wish I could just feel like this forever. And I was with my friend George, and. He was like, well, no, you wouldn't. And I was like, you're right, because I wouldn't be able to help the animals as much as I do Mm -hmm. in this state because I would just be like, life is great, la, 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 la. (laughs) So I'm really grateful for being aware. Um, I wouldn't feel fulfilled if I was ignoring it. Mm -hmm. But it does come with some weight and some struggle um, and some mental, um, you know, mental hardship. just knowing that 150 billion animals per year are being um, enslaved, confined, slaughtered, um, like just so much suffering that we are a part of. And as a vegan, you still feel like you're a part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you have people around you who aren't vegan, you feel like you're not doing a good enough job then, right? Because the truth just seems so it's just so um, clear like it's it's destroying the animal agriculture is destroying the environment it's not ethical to kill others against their will Mm -hmm. and it's a health issue Um, Mm -hmm. there's racial um, issues Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. like with factory farms being placed closer to communities of color um, because of all the toxins in the soil and the air and the, the breathing issues and the health problems that they face by living close to those communities and the the resources that are um, the heavy amount of resources that are used to make these foods yeah. stealing rice um, and soy and water from underprivileged humans in the world um, so it's just it's just crazy like <laughs> to know all of this yeah. and it just to it seems so obvious yeah. um, that being vegan is the least we can do um, yeah, so knowing that and having people around you that mm-hmm. that you're not able to reach yet yeah. is a huge emotional weight that is carried around. Yeah, I could not have said that better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Everything you just said, completely, 100% agree. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I'm getting emotional just talking yeah. about it, actually. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it is a huge struggle, and I definitely... Um, you know, have a good cry sometimes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but the best thing that you can do to um, get through that struggle is to put it into action. So yeah. nothing feels better than taking that sadness or that weight and, yeah. and going mm-hmm. out and doing some activism or, you know, like exactly. bringing people, bringing non-vegans in, um, in open and welcoming environments. And yeah. That's what I really try to do with my events is, um, everyone's welcome. I try to make them as free as possible. So there's usually not a, a cost barrier. Um, I have right. charged for a couple of my workshops, but really like, I just want to share the knowledge and I want to bring people together. I want vegans to have a, a safe place to celebrate. Mm-hmm. I want non-vegans to have a safe place to explore veganism, try vegan food, meet people. Um, really like if we're going to be compassionate to all that includes non-vegans as well yeah. right um pre-vegans pre-vegans like yeah. exactly <laughs> pre-vegans yeah. everyone's going vegan yeah. yeah for sure um but yeah like 
six and a half years ago, I wasn't vegan. So how can I judge someone else who's not vegan? Yeah. 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 So with the potlucks, do you find you do get, like, non-vegans coming? Is it mostly, like, vegans that hear about it and then they'll bring, like, non-vegan friends? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've got, there's quite a solid, like, um, vegan crew that comes to a lot of my events, but there's always pre-vegans, there's always vegetarians, um, people who are interested in exploring both veganism and zero waste. Um, Yeah, like, and Vancouver Vegan Festival, for instance, like, we chose that location to be a busy public spot where a lot of just the community in general would be passing by, Um, not, like, some place where only if you heard about the event and you're kind of vegan um, interested or vegan curious, would you end up going? Um, It's a place where, like, I think I saw one day that the bike count said, like, 7,000 people had biked past that day alone so yeah (laughs) it's right on the seawall and we had like 10,000 people there that was the best event by the way yeah probably my favorite vegan event I've ever been to like the the day the weather the people Mm -hmm. the setting yeah the the music like everything about it the vendors was Who was so your lovely. favorite DJ? Speaking of music, Ooh, DJ Shawnee. <laughs> DJ Shawnee in the house. Yeah, that was so. You were fun. amazing. Yeah. Thank you it so much great. for being Kept part of it. Everybody dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a perfect vegan summer day. <laughs> it really was. Yeah, it's so nice to be in nature and yeah. to be just gathering and dancing yeah, and eating yeah. and connecting with people totally and like yeah. you said being in that location you really couldn't miss it with everybody walking by and biking mm-hmm. by uh for anybody who's not aware it was right by um science world like right in front of science world what was the yeah. park called again creekside park yeah creekside yeah. park yeah beautiful location and like so busy so it's only gonna get better yeah so <laughs> we'll see everyone next summer yeah totally. keep them coming for sure yeah. <laughs> um at the potlucks do does the conversation come up like do is that what like or is it just like a social thing where you guys are just talking about other issues or is it like the non-vegans are coming and asking questions and picking the brains of the uh, the vegans that are there yeah so if the opportunity arises and if it Mm -hmm. feels natural um it just depends like if everyone kind of arrives at a similar time and if we're like sitting in a circle um then i'll try to propose the idea of like introduce yourself and name either a zero waste or vegan tip or something you'd like to learn more about so that happens at probably like 80 percent of the potlucks um where we go around and people either share a tip or something they want to learn more about and then we have conversations that unfold from there um uh, some of the events that are more like social setup like the hot lux mm-hmm. um the rooftop hot tub potluck dance okay. parties yeah that sounds amazing um <laughs> those ones aren't as structured okay. it's just kind of people s- standing around and mingling and dancing and moving around more but yeah. there's still conversations that spark up um, spontaneously and mostly I would say people are more curious about the zero waste stuff because a lot of my network is more vegan okay. um so people already kind of have that vegan lifestyle and they're more looking at the zero waste um, information but there's definitely like a little bit of both communities coming out and conversations on both topics and beyond happening 
Awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I know I always look forward to seeing your Peace People Project table at all of the different vegan events. Do you ever set up at, like, non-vegan events? Ooh, I haven't um, yet. Okay. But this is something I'm kind of thinking of going into, especially now that I have some zero-waste um, designs as well. I mean, actually, I did do a zero-waste festival, so... Um, yeah, I guess that was like a non-vegan event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to make some more messages that are a bit broader and mm-hmm. different issues um, covered okay. so that I can go to more like general events. Um, yeah. yeah. So putting different slogans on the shirt? Yeah, yeah. Not like clothing? fully, ve- like until my most recent design, Stop Using Plastic, mm-hmm. all of my messages have been vegan related. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now I'm going to do some that are more zero waste related and um, I'm not sure where I'm going to go from there as yeah. well, but there's a lot of issues um, that we can tackle, and shirts are such a great way to spread the message. Totally. That's really exciting. Yeah. I can't yeah. wait to see that. Thanks. So is that, like, one of your favorite forms of vegan advocacy is your apparel? Or yeah. what are some other uh, ways that you like to promote veganism? Um, apparel is definitely my favorite because okay. you don't have to talk to people. You just yeah. wear the shirt <laughs> yeah. and do your thing and little seeds are being planted and sprinkled around everywhere you go. Totally. Um, so it's super easy. Um, what else do I love to do? I love to chalk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really fun too because yeah. you don't need to like get a billboard and yeah. pay a bunch of money and use a bunch of um, resources. Yeah. Um, it's just, you know, get the, the eco-friendly chalk and it yeah. just mm-hmm. washes away and it's not like you're um, putting graffiti all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then events. Events is like a huge form of activism for me. So yeah. like the vegan festival is just so huge. Like it's just, it's just positive vibes, mm-hmm. right? We were talking mm-hmm. about bringing people together, um, giving the community a chance to try veganism and maybe they, you know, happen to hear some of James Aspie's speech or some of the other speeches. Yeah. Um, maybe they danced with um, some other people, mm-hmm. you know, just feeling the love. So yeah. I think uh, organizing the festivals, there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into it and it pulls me away from other forms of street activism. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't end up having enough time to do everything that I want to do, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but it is definitely activism to me. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's amazing. Was the Sarnia Vegan Festival similar to the yeah. Vancouver one? Yeah. yeah, so I started Sarnia Veg Fest three years ago, okay. and it's um, the exact same concept. So it's in nature, it's on a beach, which is really nice, in a park nice. um, with DJs and live music, and it's outside, and there's lots of food, and there's activities for kids, and um, yeah, just a fun way to bring people together. The weather's been so good for all of my festivals. Yeah, <laughs> like, I feel like it's karma, but yeah. also like maybe one in five years we're going to get a rain day and we're yeah. just going to dance in the rain. Yeah, embrace it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. Um, what was I going to ask? So when did you start Peace People Project and what kind of like motivated you or what inspired you to start a company like that? I started Peace People Project about three, about three, no, about four years ago, um, and I just wanted to, like, put my skills together um, in a way that I could do some, do some good for the animals and the planet and the people. Mm-hmm. Um, just feeling that heavy weight um, that we talked about, and just wanting to do something about it. So, okay. um, at first, it was. Um, 
just going to activism and using my photography um, to help get good photos for them and share them and hopefully um, some of my friends would see like these photos of pigs on the trucks and um, animals just being their awesome selves at sanctuaries yeah, and yeah. Um, just different ways that I could use my photography skills um, and then I wanted to bring people together so I started doing documentary screenings in Sarnia and that was the first uh, those were the first Peace People Project events I did four documentary screenings um, which ones did I do Cowspiracy, Earthling, Speciesism and Unity okay um, yeah, so I showed those films, and I had free food, and the mm-hmm. events were free, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, everyone come. Yeah. Um, so that's what Peace People Project was. And then I wanted to do the thrifted shirts, uh, because mm-hmm. I already knew about the clothing industry, um, but I also knew how effective wearing shirts was. Mm-hmm. But I was too scared in Sarnia. Like, okay. I, didn't, I didn't feel confident. Like, I had this idea for about two years before yeah. I put it into action, and I was just like... I just thought I thought it was gonna fail, yeah, um, which is really sad because it was so successful. But like when I when I grew up in Sarnia, I only went to thrift shops to get a Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't part of anything that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Only when I moved away from Sarnia did I start thrift shopping for my actual clothes mm-hmm. and you know living a more sustainable lifestyle and being more aware of issues in the world mm-hmm. um, and feeling more confident in you know, promoting that. Yeah. Uh, but like almost the second I moved to Vancouver, I put the secondhand apparel into action, probably just feeling all the good vibes yeah. of Vancouver being like so vegan friendly mm-hmm. and feeling like I would be supported in this. Um, and people, I felt people were more interested in environmental issues out here yeah, and good. more receptive to just talking about issues in general. Um, yeah, so about three years ago, I, I launched the apparel and I just got bigger and bigger with the events as well. Nice. Yeah. Such a good idea. Like, we grew up, like, pretty much only shopping in thrift stores. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still something that I, like, I'm obsessed with is, like, going. Because it's like your treasure hunting. Totally. You go into the store, you need to find. I was embarrassed, though, as a kid. I don't know if you were. I (laughs) was in high school. Like, came, like, like, it was fun while I was a kid. And then high school, I was, like, super embarrassed and only wanted to buy, like, clothes from, like, new. And then it became, like, cool again. (laughs) Yeah. Because for us, it wasn't, like, for. I mean, eco-friendly was a bonus, but it was just, yeah. like, economic Saving. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you do save so a whole option. bunch of money. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We love Be aware that. of how children might perceive it and try to make it really cool for <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Totally. Yeah. yeah, I love it. That's a lot to take on. Yeah. Um, you like sound like a busy lady. For what? Like, yeah. For even just having uh, an apparel Mm-hmm. business would be a lot to take on but combining that with also doing like the events um how do you do it all <laughs> um I don't know like honestly I, I almost had like a breakdown um yeah. right after Vancouver Vegan Festival because mm-hmm. I, I also do photography so it coincides with wedding season um and for three years I've been doing Sarnia Veg Fest in July and then we launched Vancouver Vegan Festival 20 days later so two festivals back to back and then I started speaking at festivals this year so from May until now I think I mm-hmm. spoke at like 10 festivals wow. so every weekend was either speaking and vending at a festival um, I launched my markets in May as well my zero waste vegan markets or doing a wedding um, photography yeah 
and then the two big festivals in July and like after that I was wow. just like wow I gotta tap out I gotta take care of myself yeah. I have to spend as much time in nature as I can and yeah. just like try to chill out I mean it's hard I'm still in the heat of wedding season I yeah. still have weddings every weekend and a right. whole pile of photos to edit yeah. um but I'm way more balanced like in May June July I was just <laughs> not yeah. functioning well. That's like having three businesses in one yeah, person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have all that vegan energy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll say yeah. um, the vegan food yeah. is how I get through yeah. all of that. Yeah, that's good that you're still... You're <laughs> and right. I have awesome people that help me too. Oh, good. Yeah, like good. So I have amazing volunteers for Sarnia Veg Fest, and I've had people who have helped me out good friends who have helped me out like with my booth at different events and mm-hmm. um, cover for me while I'm speaking and I'm working with two awesome uh, ladies Bridget and Savannah for Vancouver Vegan Festival and then we had like 20 awesome volunteers as well oh, so, um, so yeah it's not like I'm, I'm doing it all fully alone I have yeah. great people who help me and support me and um, you know, people will donate their shirts to me, so that saves me time going to thrift shops. I mean, I still do oh, have cool. to buy yeah. a bunch yeah. myself, but I'm getting more and more people yeah. who are like, I have a bunch of shirts that I'm getting rid of. Do you want them? Like, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. I didn't know that you did that yeah. as well. Yeah, For anybody totally. listening who wants to donate, if they are in Vancouver, what yeah. would be the best way to donate? Some um, maybe send clothing? me a message on Facebook or Instagram okay. at Peace People Project. Um, and even if I can't use the pieces specifically, I can bring them to clothing swaps and trade them out for yeah. plain pieces that I do want. Um, or I might be like launching into a new project or product. So yeah. like I just came out cool. with some bathing suits and stuff. Oh, so even if you don't think it's like something that's already part of my collection, yeah. it might inspire me to, you know, do more. And the great thing about doing secondhand is like every piece is completely individual and unique so I can print on a hat and a shirt and a a jean jacket Um, I'm gonna start making patches as well from upcycled fabric so yeah I can probably use whatever you've got in one way or another if (laughs) you're trying to clean out your drawers that's really good to know Yeah. yeah thanks um, with your photography, do you market yourself as a vegan photographer, or does that come up in that yeah. business at all? Yeah, I definitely have um, in my photography bio something about being vegan or animal lover. I can't remember exactly what it is, okay. and I'll share once in a while my um, photos of like going to the vigils with the Save Movement mm-hmm. or some of my activism. Um, I did like a big blog post on my photography website about some vegan, I have a whole vegan um, gallery as well. Um, And I don't market necessarily as vegan. Um, With every client, like for Mm -hmm. a wedding, I have to tell them I'm vegan um, so they can get me a vegan meal at the wedding, which is a great little like seed that I can plant there as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But I I promote within the vegan community because I give a discount to vegans. So I give $500 off for vegan weddings and I give $50 off for, photo shoots if the people are vegan and if the full wedding is vegan so I want to work more with it's really nice to be at vegan um vegan weddings and just be like so excited about all the food and all the good energy and celebrating um and it's just like a little way to give back 
um, and share the love with vegans. Totally. It's a really good incentive to yeah. add. Yeah. It's like an environmental yeah. slash ethical yeah. discount. Like, go you. Win-win. <laughs> yeah. Have you been to many vegan, like all vegan weddings? Um, I have shot, I've shot a couple. Um, the first, the first few that I did, I think being vegan often goes hand in hand with being more minimalist. So they were like 10 person weddings on the beach where there wasn't like the full on yeah. food and there was like an epic cheese board and um, okay. treats and stuff. But it's not like the full on uh, vegan. We- I did one vegan wedding this season, like the full yeah. deal, which was really awesome. Did you notice anything different? Like I'm assuming all the guests weren't vegan, like, or or was it a fully vegan? No, guest list no, or? it wasn't a fully vegan guest list. Honestly, like people just enjoyed the food; they Good. didn't even notice. Awesome. Um, yeah, people were talking. I heard people talking about the food and yeah. how they loved it, and they knew it was vegan, and they weren't sure if it was going to be good. And honestly, like it's that couple's day, so yeah. <laughs> how can you complain, anyways, yeah, totally. right? But really yeah, good to hear. yeah. Um, are you planning any more documentary screenings? Mm, I, ha- I want to do, um, if I do documentary screenings, I really want to do like the get paid $10 to watch Earthling style um, and promote them more around like campuses and stuff. Okay. I know when I was a university student, like I would always see these little studies that you could be a part of for yeah. money and I would always do them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been on my mind as an event that I'd like to organize. Um, I just have to find the time for it, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the money, if I'm doing that route as well, I would mm-hmm. need, like, ideally there would be, like, 100 people who show up. Yeah. And so that's $1,000. Yeah. And, of course, there would be the option at the end, like, donate it back to a sanctuary, which would be great because yeah. a lot of people would be, like, feeling, yeah. like, values aligned and grateful for the information. Yeah. Um, but still would need to find that money to get it going. So if anyone wants to fund that, I would be happy to organize it starting in the winter. Yeah, that would be great to get people to watch that. Are you going to go to the Game Changers when it comes out? Yeah, Yeah. I'm super stoked about that. I'm excited that they're showing it at mainstream theaters. I know. I wasn't sure. And then I went and bought tickets the other day at um, Tinseltown. Yeah. Better get yeah. tickets fast. Yes, yeah. it's probably gonna sell out. Yeah, that's super exciting. I'll yeah. be there for sure. So excited! We're trying to see if we can get some non-vegan friends yeah. to come yeah. with us. We're that's like, a let's great idea. Try to get one of our non-vegan friends yeah. to come. Yeah, yeah. Documentaries are just such a great way to share the information. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be doing the the um, Vancouver Vegan Film Festival again. We did that in May this year as oh, a fundraiser yeah. for the festival for the, the what, that was the festival. one on commercial it was on the, york yeah, yeah, at the york yeah yeah okay I went so to that. That yeah so we'll, we'll be doing that again yeah. um i'm not sure exact timing i think we're gonna push it a bit earlier so yeah. maybe like february or january or something it was a bit okay. too close to the festival for yeah for planning purposes yeah. Yeah. but uh yeah look forward to that too Cool. That's awesome. So many exciting things. Yeah. Vancouver's so great. We're taking over. Us. Yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, on a different kind of note, I mean, we're talking about veganism anyways, but what do you think is stopping more people from becoming vegan? Just with the conversations you've had, maybe being out and interacting with the public? Yeah, I think it's different for everyone. It just depends on what kind of environment they've grown up in, how easy it is for them to make change. Like Mm -hmm. for some people, change is like so overwhelming, even if it's not related to vegan, uh, going vegan Mm -hmm. um, or like how 
you know, how good of a state they're in mentally and physically health wise, Mm -hmm. um, or if they believe that you can be healthy on a vegan diet. Um, there is that huge misconception and that huge bias within the industry, um, telling us that we need dairy for calcium and meat for protein and, um, all these things that Mm -hmm. people think they know. And, um, if they're, you know, raising children or like going to eat this food with their family, they probably feel responsible for other people's, um, health as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just lack of information or misinformation mm-hmm. or um, difficulty implementing change. Mm-hmm. So I think as easy as we can make it for people, um, having like Challenge 22 with the mentor mm-hmm. um, and the resources like sharing things like Happy Cow or letting people know about Vancouver Vegans, the Facebook group, where you can yeah. go in and ask any question. Yeah. Um, that's super helpful. Like a lot of times people will come to me with, vegan questions or zero waste questions. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, if you ask in the group, you're going to get like 50 different responses yeah. and you'll see what works best for you rather than just my response. Mm-hmm. So um, I think connecting people to those communities and networks where they mm-hmm. can reach out for support is so helpful. Yeah. And something that I, I don't think we do enough. Like I promoted, um, I started a Vegans of Sarnia Lambton in my hometown. Um I don't know, I would say like five years ago. Yeah. And it had like, I, I don't know, 70 members uh, for a while. And then I posted it onto the Sarnia Veg Fest um, page this year leading up to the festival, just being like, anyone who's curious about veganism, come on. And like hundreds of people joined that oh. day, you know, and they just didn't think to look for it. Yeah. They didn't know about it. And there was all these people who were interested in connecting with other vegans yeah. um, that just didn't know about it. So it's really great if we can let people know about those groups and um, easy ways to get the support they need to make the change. Yeah, there's so much support to be had. And if, like luckily with the online communities, if you don't have a good support system around you physically, there's always like those Facebook groups and people that you can reach out to online. Sharing information is so key. For sure. I'll do a little, a little plug for a new form of activism that yeah. I'm, I'm going to start with a f- couple friends. Um, Priscilla and Marcel and I just went to the beach the other day and we were talking about how sometimes at activism you'll have a conversation with someone like at Anonymous for the Voiceless, for instance, and then that person will be so inspired and then they'll go off and you never know, like, have they made that change? Do yeah. they have the support they need? Are they going to have questions, barriers? Mm-hmm. Um you know, are they going to be able to do this? Um, so we just got talking about how can we kind of bring people together more in a way that keeps them connected. So we want to start um, a dinner series that's, um, so we're, I think we're going to call it Harvest Gather Dinner Series, um, Non-Vegans Eat for Free. And so we're hoping to partner with 12 different uh, vegan restaurants locally, one per month. And the ticket would essentially be something like $60. So you pay for yourself and two pre-vegans. And so there would be like, let's say 30 people, 20 of them are not vegan and they eat for free. And so you're now sitting at a table um, having conversations and sharing vegan food with like 10 vegan mentors who you can stay connected with moving forward. And um, 
I think it just really, it really embodies like bringing people together and bringing, mm -hmm. making uh, pre-vegans or non-vegans feel welcome in a vegan setting. Mm -hmm. um, they would already have like one vegan restaurant that they know of and that they maybe know of a dish that they like moving yeah. forward and they know 10 vegans, right? Um, so I'm super excited to launch that. I mean, we just came up with this idea like two days ago. So maybe by the time yeah. this airs, we'll have it a bit more... Um, set in stone or cool. I love kind of it. on the way that but, is such but a yeah brilliant and idea. then people will be able to like sponsor a non-vegan to yeah. so 20 bucks you pay for a non-vegan's yeah. meal um and then just imagine like promoting it like non-vegans eat free yeah. and how much interest there would be for people to come oh, and check ton, it out a ton. yeah so I think it's going to be pretty cool yeah, yeah definitely keep us in the loop yeah and like I will you said, for sure if it is launched by the time this airs I guess you'll be posting it on your Peace Instagram. People Project. I'll share it on my personal page. And Marcel and Priscilla, they're well-known within the vegan community too. So they'll be sharing it. And I'm sure we'll partner up cool. with some other people. Yeah. And, of course, hopefully 12 of the local vegan uh, food businesses. So yeah. I'm super excited. We'll definitely yeah. keep a lookout for that. That's really exciting to hear. Yeah, yeah. that's such a good idea because, I don't know, maybe I just – like hang out with too many vegans but um like when I go to weddings I feel like I've had the most conversations about veganism with yeah. like non-vegans over like dinner at weddings because there's like I totally agree with yeah. you like, so sitting I feel like at a dinner table like, yeah, is such a yeah. it's it's just a welcoming environment for conversation yeah. about yeah. things that matter yeah for sure um, so you brought up um, like the misinformation piece, mm -hmm. which as a nutritionist, I see all the time. Like even it was just yesterday or two days ago, major news outlets, like ones that are like quite respectable. They're like sharing this study that just came out that showed like the vegans and vegetarians had a higher incidence of stroke. Oh really? Yeah, and then what? you look into the study. There was only there weren't enough vegans for them to be in their own group. So that they were comparing vegetarians mostly to omnivores. Okay. Okay. Totally and different. Their <laughs> their eating habits were like super high saturated fat and very low fiber. So pretty much like a like same kind of macro balance to the omnivores anyways. But all you see are like the clickbait headlines. Yeah. Like vegans and vegetarians at higher incidence of stroke. And you see this being mm -hmm. shared and shared and shared. Like I have clients, like I've been doing nutrition coaching for almost 10 years now and just the amount of confusion that people have around like vegan nutrition and plant-based nutrition like it's no wonder like we have the yeah. dairy industry funding the education and then like studies know, like this or so just sad. like the headline gets shared and yeah. not everyone is going to go and like look at the details of the actual study yeah absolutely so, and with studies there's so many ways to manipulate oh, the data in your favor as well totally. right even if you're using the most ethical yeah. study methods, there's always ways to manipulate the data sure. in your favor. That's why I love the blue zones. Yeah. This isn't like a study with participants. This yeah. is population data where the people yeah. are living the longest mm -hmm. and having the lowest disease rates and they're eating plant-based foods. Yeah. So that's just like the most unbiased, like clear 
um, indication mm-hmm. of what is working, mm-hmm. exactly. what diet is working the best. And what's more likely to be biased, like vegans who are not being funded by any like broccoli companies or <laughs> yeah. vegetable farmers, yeah. Yeah. or like majorly funded huge corporations with like money big enough to squash us. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no comparison. Yeah. So just dig a little deeper. When yeah. <laughs> Don't just read the headlines. Yeah. Yeah. So important. Oh man, money. Yeah. Such an ethical issue as well. Yeah. <laughs> I just, so much power. Um, I just came across this. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it's um, the companies that are behind like the oh. Amazon fires because they're set intentionally to make yeah. room for cattle grazing. Yeah. Um, but this really breaks it down and shows you okay so like Cargill is like the biggest soy trader and then these are like their customers basically (laughs) so like yeah Safeway Aldi uh, McDonald's Costco Burger King Cisco I'm happy to say um, I don't support any of these Walmart (laughs) Marks and Spencer so I thought that was cool um so Subway is on here, oh, yeah. and I know, like, they're coming out with, like, vegan stuff now, but it's, like, do we want to give our money mm-hmm. to them if they're getting their beef from the Amazon that's being burned down? Yeah. I always <laughs> like to support fully vegan yes. businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Um, they're, you know, it's, it's like putting money into vegan hands. Yeah, mm-hmm as well as supporting people who are doing an ethical thing, right? Yeah. If you give money to a non-vegan, they're going to go spend that on yeah. non-vegan things, so you might as well keep that money flowing yeah. in vegan hands as yeah. much as possible. I'm not, like, strictly... Um, I don't strictly go to vegan businesses, of mm-hmm. course. Like, yeah. I shop at NADA and mm-hmm. the soap dispensary, um, and they do sell animal products, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but the alternative would be, like, buying a bunch of packaging yeah. or plastic or pollution. Yeah, yeah. Um, those are really the only two places where you can get, like, fully zero-waste vegan food. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then once in a while I want to check out, like, the new, like, when A&W came out with the yeah. Beyond Burger and when Tim Hortons came out with the breakfast sandwich. Yeah. I like to check it out and promote it for my non-vegan friends yeah. who maybe won't go to the vegan restaurant but they will go to this place and try this product yeah um so just to be able to talk about it and recommend it to to people who aren't fully vegan yet is really good yeah but personally I like to put my money into vegan hands yeah yeah when we have that option if you're like like on the outskirts of a super small town and there's maybe not another option yeah at least there's like something at more fast food and yeah, mainstream absolutely. places now. We're meeting in Vancouver, yeah. very yeah. privileged and <laughs> yeah. vegan forward yeah. um, city, and it's easy for us to say, like, put your money into vegan businesses, yeah. but that's just not the reality for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, we're very spoiled here. Yeah. Yes. Like, in my hometown, that would mean going to one restaurant only, yeah. okay. ever. So, wow. it's not really, like, the yeah. same kind of chill yeah. <laughs> experience of yeah. being vegan. Um, before we find out where we can find you on social media, were there any zero waste or vegan tips that you wanted to share? Maybe your top one or two? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my top zero waste tip is to get a pressure cooker um, and 
on Kijiji or Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace so that you can use one that already exists. Um, It makes uh, vegan zero waste cooking so much easier. You can put um, chickpeas in from raw Mm -hmm. and cook them within like 30 minutes instead of soaking them for 24 hours and boiling them for like two or three hours. (laughs) Um, So you can just make them when you want them and you don't have to think ahead or have these big um, mm-hmm. bowls of soaking whatever yeah. on your counter all the time. <laughs> um, so a pressure cooker is a really great way to make that lifestyle easier. Um, and a vegan tip would be happy cow. Yeah, nice. go on happy cow, especially when you're traveling. Um, it's just a great resource to find out where the vegan restaurants are. And I usually just use that to like plan my travels. Yeah, same. I had a layover once in, um, oh, where was it? I can't remember now. Taipei. Um, And I went on Happy Cow, and I was like, I timed it. I was like, okay, I have enough time to leave the airport and go to this vegan restaurant. I have done this. (laughs) I have done this. (laughs) Risk missing your flight. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my boyfriend was like, this isn't a good idea. Like, we shouldn't do this. I was like, no, I want to. Like, Taipei has so many, like, vegan restaurants. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Happy Cow, for inspiring us. Yeah, totally. (laughs) I love them. So where can we find you? Uh, You can find me at Peace People Project on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And I've got a website as well with some zero waste vegan recipes well just one for now but lots more coming soon maybe even by the time this is up Um, and lots of resources on the website as well and you can find me at the potlucks hotlucks workshops and festivals nice and your photography yeah so my photography is at tasha lobsinger is my photographer okay and tasha lobsinger is my photographer.com so we will have all of these in the show notes so you can find them there Thank you so much, Tasha, for being here. You shared so much information and inspiration. I don't know how you do everything that you do, but it's really motivating. And yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. And thanks for everything you both do as well. Thank you. And should we say something in unison? (laughs) One, two, three. Go Go vegan! vegan! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, there's a good outro. We got it. We got it.